oh wow you and know just like that chief rocker materializes you, you know you know you remember when we was in school and you was late for class never we i'm never late we should have locked the damn door that's what we should have done. never late for class man you know you i'm i i am the teacher's pet you understand <laughs> oh that eye roll <laughs> well listen <laughs> welcome to the show welcome to the show welcome to lena unapologetic i am your host lena j of lena unapologetic to my right is D-Ray, the producer, was enjoying his music when we come onto the show and all the music that you hear on, what's up, Big Buddha? All the music that you hear on Blast Music 247. And down below us, we have Chief Rocca, president of Blast, Blast Music of Blast Records. Thank you for watching and tuning in. So how y'all feeling tonight? Oh, this is going to be a live, live show because somebody been starting with me. Somebody started with me earlier today. I need y'all to behave. We no, got something. No, no, no. Somebody started with me earlier today. And I'm here to tell you, I've been breathing fire since. So if you're ready for it, if you want it, come get it. Bro, I did nothing. All I did was just hop online. And next thing I know, <laughs> you know, I'm getting nice. Y'all got matching nice. hats and everything. Hey, you know what they say in North Carolina, a hit dog hollers. I just like the fact that y'all coordinated. Y'all coordinated. I appreciate that. No, nah, he got the cross colors shirt on. I, you know, I don't, you know, he went old school. Hey, man, so I can't without even... further ado, let Ooh, me mention our guest tonight. <laughs> We're going to bring some more glam to the show. I'm excited to say that we have the one, the only Tamara Ivy. And let me tell you, she is a supermodel, brand strategist, and social media influencer, and so much more. Um, we talked it up in the backstage, um, me, D-Ray, and Tamara. And I know you got something to say real quick before we get to... Uh, no, all I'm gonna just say is, El Presidente, you are on Gooch control. Gooch ain't nowhere close, bro. This is Leave your. That man alone. This is your responsibility. I got Gooch locked up. Say. Gooch. Anyway, can we get to um uh, up somewhere in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Sliding his toy. Gooch, I didn't say it. Gooch, I didn't say it. So here's the thing. Normally, y'all know what we do. We kind of have our hot topics, then we bring our guests in. But Chief Rocker, what we're going to do tonight is um, Tamara is going to join us for hot topics and weigh in. So we're going to have a balance of estrogen and testosterone. I love it. So can we first, before we bring her in, can we show some footage to let, you know, prepare you all for what you got? Why do you not give me warning? Here we go. holy she worked that that she did well i got a different way of seeing it than y'all clean your minds out the gutter so without further ado can we bring in our guest (laughs) for the evening please there she is mara i are so funny hello 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 everyone thank you so much for having me i am excited well you know uh the guys know they've heard enough of that like guys 
Full Figure Fashion Week changed my life. That's right. I see it all the time. Friend to the show, Gwen DeVoe, who we had a couple of weeks ago. Tamara Ivy, Sharon Q. They are my, I don't want to say Holy Trinity or whatever, but they are my Devil Wears Prada (laughs) females. They are my Devil Wears Prada women. Um, It felt like a Cinderella moment. We'll get into that later. Without further ado, we need to talk about America because, you know, America's been doing what it does, showing out. Can we have our hot topics? Can, can I get a little bit of warning? Here we go. It's time for Hot Topics. That voice, every time. Every time it does, every time, doesn't it? Every time. Right. What's your first topic? <clears throat> Pick one. Oh, just any topic? Just anyone. Well, you know, we I kind of want to discuss if we were talking about backstage, and we're going to get into that maybe later. I don't know. That's kind of breaking my heart. I don't even know. I don't, it don't break my heart, but you know. Well. It is. Let's start with the most, um, let's start with Kiki Palmer. We need to talk, there we go. So El Presidente, you, El Presidente, you want to read that real quick? So Kiki's Pal- Kiki, uh, Kiki Palmer's mother responded to Cyrus Jackson deleted tweet. You know his brother was abusive. What, 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 what the hell going on here now? Okay, so um, I'll quickly break it down some of the pictures that we're seeing right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kiki Palmer, who um, most of us kind of like, for Gen X, you know, she's like our little sister. Correct. For Gen Z, they kind of grew up with her. I don't know where she started. She's been on TV and in movies for so long. I think the first time I saw her was in one of the Tyler Perry movies. Well, y'all Akeel- remember the whole, I'm sorry. Akeel and the B. Yeah, for me too. Not the beginning? Okay, okay. Uh, well, so anyway, she's done a ton of movies. She can do no wrong in our eyes. And, you know, there was the whole brouhaha a couple of weeks ago with Usher, with her bumping and grinding, and her baby's daddy was embarrassing her and talking smack. And people were trying to look at it from both perspectives. Like, well, that is the mother of his child, and maybe he's still in some kind of way because Usher is intimidating. Well, the tide has changed, and now... Um, she is seeking custody or she has custody of their baby because now there's a domestic violence situation. He hit her and there's their receipts are there. We have video of him hitting her. So what y'all got to say about that? Well, I'm going to start off. Yeah, I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off. Under no circumstances should any man put his hands on any woman. Period. Period. Um, even if you're provoked, if you got any a semblance of some home training, you know how to evade and escape and, and you know, go that route. Walk away. No, walk away. No, and sometimes, you know, it's hard to walk away. But from the footage that I saw, I saw an, someone being overly aggressive to someone that could not overpower him or stop him. And I thought that was a punk move, period. Um, and then to say that there is a child involved in that. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he, any, any kind of sympathy, empathy, whatever I was giving him after the Usher thing, out the door. Ha ha, what's up, All right, the fans are here. Sarah, I want to know your take as a woman. What do you think, sis? 
Um, I mean, you know, I agree with everything D-Ray said, you know. I mean, that's just a real, you know, tricky thing because she kind of put it out there every week. You know, she and I have the same birthday. And, um, you know, when I, she posted a video about, you know, cracking a joke, like, if you didn't want to, if you don't want to be with me, then I'm going to, you know, that video that went viral, I posted that in my stories, like, before that whole, so she was telling us, <clears throat> leading up to this whole situation and and unfortunately you know as social media onlookers we're just looking and we're just kind of you know paying attention and giving our opinions daily opinions based off of you know the algorithm of what's happening that day you know so that's really what's happening you know you don't really know until things start unraveling and now you have I think his brother's uh, mother of his children, she's saying the same right. thing. Right. So, Can we put that picture up again? Because yeah. if I can add this really quick. Okay, yeah. so on your left, the guy in the middle, you all may recognize him from the show Insecure. Correct. He played the boyfriend of Molly's and he was an asshole on that show and looking like an asshole now based on what he had to say in defense of his brother. Now to the right, you have his baby's mama who was also on the same show, Insecure. Wow, that's messy. Right. And uh, I'm a fan of her work. I love her on Rap Shit. I loved her on Insecure. I'm forgetting her name at the moment. It, I blanked, but- um, Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't remember her name as well, but I just felt like, you know, everybody, this is what they do for a living. You know, like they're actors and singers and performers. So the phone is their other stage. So, you know, we're in their life all day, listening, watching, and, you know, giving our opinions in the comments and, you know, we're a part of their life. So they're engulfing us into the melee and it's like, it becomes a lot, you know, because some, everybody has their own personal, those situations, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And then we go to social and it's like our girl, our national treasure, is on social media getting, you know, uh, still screenshots of her boyfriend hitting her, you know? Right. And she's like, she can't even say it. She has to show proof, you know, so that way she can get people on her side. So that's, that's the, that's the. I'm know. done. I didn't know Darius before this. Don't care to know about him afterwards. I want there to be distance. As far as the actor, his brother is concerned, it's kind of unfortunate because now his career is affected by this. Most of us don't know his name anyway. Um, but <laughs> and I watched the show, but I don't know. Right. All I know is he was Molly's boyfriend, mm -hmm. and then he played some other basketball player character somewhere else, and he's on something right. else. It's a bad look for everybody. Okay, Chief Rocker, what say you before we move on, sir? So before I even knew what was happening, because I didn't know about any of this, all I knew, all I had to go on was him commenting on what she was doing and wearing at a concert as a uh -huh. grown ass mm -hmm. woman that's an entertainer. And I sat there and I said, this is a controlling motherfucker right here. Right. And that's exactly what he wanted to do. <laughs> well said. That's exactly, and that's exactly what he is. He's trying to control from afar right. what someone else is doing because he can't control himself correct when you can't control yourself you want to control other people and that's his damn problem so right. so you know me me i'm not shocked 
that it happened because that's the type of person that he is and it's probably the type of like you know person that the family is i have no idea all i gotta go on is what is what i'm seeing from him see yeah and just like d-ray said doesn't even matter you don't put your hands on nobody especially on, on a, a on a on a female especially not on, of your on child. your mother yeah stupid man can i just say this real quick on a light note d-ray do you hear all that texan accent from chief rocker when he said controlling motherfucker Hey man, no, no, that no. was straight out of Louisiana, right there. Hey, oh yeah, that, that has some bite. bayou. That has some bayou on it. Some, sometimes you gotta get a little swampy. <laughs> New T-shirt. I like that. Sometimes you okay. Got to get a little swampy. Next up, next up. Okay, I would like to talk about what's going on with Timberland and Justin. Oh, give me. Justin Timberland. Justin Timberland. You said Timberland or no, Justin no, Timberland? Actually, actually, believe it or not, I meant Timberland. Okay, and, okay. Here's the here's the thing. <clears throat> Just, okay, so Timberland did an interview where somebody asked him about his boy Justin and the whole Britney Spears thing, and he said somebody needs to put a muzzle mm. on Britney, and then he suggested that the only reason why she's coming out with this book. Is because nobody wants to buy her music. Mm. And the streets are saying he's mad because Britney turned him down years ago back in the early 2000s because he would not record with her. And mm. so now, and I'm like, I love Timbaland. I'm a fan of his music as a producer, but I'm disappointed. I want to hear what you all have to say, starting with D-Ray, the producer. What do you think about your, um, your colleague of sorts? You know, because Put a muzzle on him. What the fuck, Timbaland? We, you know, for that's it's it's just irresponsible. Even if you do believe that, or you, you talk like that behind closed doors, we live in a climate right now that that's just not cool. Mm -hmm. You know, now that might that might have been that might have been a joke, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but mm -hmm. today that kind of talk can get you canceled. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And mm -hmm. so. First of all, I was disappointed that he said that. Second of all, I felt more sympathy for Britney Spears because as someone who's a student of the industry, I know what that woman went through in the 90s, yes. right? And it's all, you know, you know how all of us, and I, you know, maybe I'm stepping on a limb here. You know how we all had that feeling about Whitney? That yeah. Like, okay, if something don't change, something, you know, something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, oh, we man. had that. We right. had that feeling about Michael. It's mm -hmm. like yeah. if something don't change, something bad is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I have had that feeling about Britney for a long time. Me too. Because she, more than any other artist in my in my view, got to experience the underbelly of the music industry in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And it was ugly. It was horrible. And I really feel for that woman. Um, as far as what Timberland said about her music sales, anytime somebody sells a hundred million albums, you don't give a damn if anybody no, listens care. to another note. Thank you. <laughs> don't care at all. So, but yeah, that's my opinion on that, man. Mm -hmm. He should he should have kept that to himself. Tamara, what say you on it? It's funny. Um, I'm a huge Britney Spears fan, and I Me just too. posted right before I got on. I made sure I let everybody know to you know tune in. And um, I posted a song that came out on her album in 2007.
seven or eight, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. It's called um, Get Naked, and it's written by, um, I, I think it was my old store manager at Ed Hardy, uh, but oh, it's cool. like one of the most ethnic songs on that album. And, you know, she was black. Her name is China Royale. And, um, you know, to me, people, like you said, like D-Ray said, you know, people don't know what Britney went through. You hear the stories, you know, she was in a conservatorship. Then you also have backstory where, you know, Jamie Lynn wanted to keep her in the conservatorship. Then you see the, the video of Jamie Lynn. She looks a hundred years older than Britney Spears. I mean, like, you know, this is not, it's not fair to Britney. Y'all are all capitalizing off of this young lady. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows that she put the family on the map. The, for the, for the fact, for the, for the parents to want to keep her, you know, confiding in this conservatorship where she had no say, she couldn't drive her car. She had to, whatever they said she had to do, that's what she did. She never had control over her life. They didn't let her get a hamburger. Did right now she that? is spiraling out every day because she's now growing up. You know, we're all around the same age. She Justin told her to get an abortion. Like, come on. Like, Timbaland, you need to, you know, relax. STFU. Yeah. You know, that's not cool. You know, like, she went through so much and now she's releasing. That book did more than Jada's. And, a you know. A lot more. <laughs> yeah. You know, and because we don't know Jada's entire story. So, you know, I know we're going to touch on that later, but we don't know their story. So it's like, we need backstory on that as well. And it's Here's like. my thing. If Jada had just shut up, maybe we would have bought her book when she told us everything before too, we came out and I'm a fan of Jada's. I'm one of the few that's still pulling for her. But I'm like, anyway, we, I know we got to keep it moving. But she's rocking. <laughs> but it, Brit, for me, Brittany, I, you know, I, I feel sorry for her. But you I know, do too. I'm a, day, before, I'm a before, day one for Brittany too. Right. Before, before Chief Rockus chimes in, I do want to say this. I'm happy that we live in a culture now that she cannot be stopped. You know that's what right. I mean? Like, because you gotta, people gotta understand that in the nineties, the internet was new, yeah. right? So you didn't have those avenues. You didn't have podcasts or StreamYard. You know, we were all on dial up and AOL discs, right? right? So the, the industry could really tightly control, the family could tightly control. And now mm -hmm. she gonna speak her truth. And I'm, I'm waiting on all the other stuff that's mm -hmm. gonna come out. <clears throat> People are finally finding out that, you know what? All that shit that you did back in the day, <laughs> not so damn ironclad. You know, people keep receipts and they cashing in those damn IOUs right now. You know what I'm saying? And um, and and just as mad, but he ain't come out and say it wasn't true. Show he did. mad just, be, Show just because it was told. I mean, like, okay, it was... It was it was told, bro. I mean, you you didn't already ripped the damn shirt off like Janet Jackson and got and nothing happened to you. Not a damn thing happened to you. And now you mad. And now you mad that because I'm gonna told something that you wanted a person to do back in the nineties. Okay, whatever. You ain't no angel. You ain't never been an angel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, love the music, but you know that's that's me. But you still gonna do what you, you still done dirt. And just because someone is telling your dirt right now and profiting on it, everyone else can profit it off of Britney. It's time for Britney to profit off of Britney. Take your L. Take your L. I'm going to clap for that. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. I got a bet right now I want to um, place between the fellas. 
I predict Super Bowl 2023 halftime show, Jenna Jackson and Britney Spears going to come out and do a song together. That's, that's my word. Oh, you, gonna, you, gonna lo- you lost that bet because Usher is performing in the halftime show. Oh, no, no, that, no, but hold up. In other halftime shows, have y'all not seen where they brought in guests? See, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, what you got to understand about that, which is why Justin Timberlake is the villain. Janet Jackson can never perform at the Super Bowl again. No. Oh, that's a done thing. That's yeah. a done thing. I thought they reversed that. Like, <laughs> no. 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 What they reversed, I don't, I don't think they took a lot of her money. I don't think they find her. The Viacom has blocked her from the Super Bowl. She can't do another Super Bowl ever. Yeah, it's stupid when it happened. Have y'all seen regular TV right now? Have y'all seen just regular <laughs> over-the-air TV? You see more damn cursing and titties on regular TV than you ever did in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, for real. Man. I'm talking but about that's it's Valley. Valley. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on before I start going off about that. Okay, I guess I was going to lose that bet. So um, I'm going to try something new here. Can we talk? Yeah, we're going to do it tonight. I'm going to ask Tamara to help me out. Okay, so I did these cartoons of um, Lauren Hill and Sherry Shepard. Because apparently Sherry Shepard was talking junk about Lauren Hill on her talk show. And to capture the moment, I thought we would try something out. Like, do you have them lined up for me, D-Ray? Yeah, which one you want first? Just tell me. Okay, hold up, hold up. Merrick. <laughs> Are you willing to do it? Because I'll do both voices, if not. I want to see the clip, I guess, because I don't okay. even know what we're doing. Okay, so here's what it is. We're going to put up a cartoon, and you have to, in your, if, if they could speak, what do you think they would say? Okay. So if you want, I'll do Sherry Shepard, and you do Lauren Hill, what you, because basically. Okay. Okay, you got it. Okay. I got it. Are uh, you ready? All yeah. right. Okay. Hey, y'all. You know, I'm just really disgusted. Oh, that's all? Yeah, it was only four seconds. Oh, I thought that was a longer one. Nope. Okay. It was all only right. four seconds. Okay. All I mean, right. I lo- what, what, what happened, though? Sherry okay. was talking about Lauren's timing on, on the show. She was talking about her coming out late or something like that. That's exactly what happened. Oh, okay. Well, so, I, I mean, Lauren, listen. She said what she said the other day. I think that that's a done deal. We're never gonna get her on time, and people just need to, you know, like when you West Indian for me, we, we you know CPT time, okay? Everything is like two hours late. You go two, three hours after the start time, so I don't even know why they expect to go to Norman Hills concert and be. And this, we talked about it last week, and so what I was trying to do was do a full animated cartoon, but didn't get a chance to finish. So this was kind of my um my rigged up way of responding. So I put the Lauren Hill. Do we have the Lauren Hill one too? Uh, it's not long. Okay. Yeah, there we go. We got yeah, <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. You know, one of the things that, that Chief Rock and I have in common, we're both huge Sade fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we, got a, we got a bet or we got an agreement that if Sade is within 500 miles radius of anywhere yeah. in the continent of the United States, we're going. Right. Okay. But no, Sade, no. it came from old school. Which right. Means that if the show starts at eight o'clock, the band is hitting the the, the pickup note at seven fifty nine. That's what's right. Right. When I the, the both of the times that I saw Prince, 
Prince, that show started on time. That's right. I can agree. I've seen him twice, right? always on time. I can mm-hmm. never imagine, and, and somebody had this on IG, and I'm pretty sure y'all saw it, that uh, Lauren Hill's show was canceled. And somebody yeah. was like, I traveled 300 miles. I got childcare. Babysitter. I bought, I, I, you know, babysitter. I bought hotel a new outfit, hotel room, all of, only to get there, and the show is now canceled. You cannot sustain, a, you know, your fans that way on a record that, let's keep it real, that record is 25 years old. And she only had one album now, so... And, so. Now, we're, and, and now we're starting to see the reason why she only had one album, right? We know that there's a bunch of drama behind that. And Make your own miseducation jokes. You, whatever, but at the end of the day... I'm not lucky you showed up if I paid $150 and showed up. Ooh, that, no, right, that what you're lucky me off is, what you lucky is that I don't come and find you and get my $150 out your bad makeup. That's what it is. Can we read what uh, that last comment? Can you put that back up again? Mm-hmm. He said stop Big supporting her ass. Now, what do you think about that, Chief Rockets America? Because listen, let me just say this real quick. I saw her once right around the time that um, Miseducation was riding the waves. It was an awesome show, but I w- would never go see her now. I want to know what y'all think. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it, it's, it's like, if you go to see somebody, you can support their music, <clears throat> but you know, if you if they're going to be late and, and you have finances involved, don't even bother, you know? It's like a way I would go if it was free, because I don't want to just sit around waiting on her ass to come the next day. Yeah, but, but then, anyway. that's where if you have to, you know, get babysitted and do this, you got, you know, you got to pay for Uber. Some people don't drive, things like that, parking, yes, gas, all of that. All of these things are factors when you go into a concert. You know, you gotta, you just gotta figure out how you get home. If you, if you, you know, if you have great seats and if you're VIP, you get free food, drinks. You know, like all these things matter. So it's like, it's not fair. She, she has to consider her consumer base because. Again, she's not gonna have any fans, you know, buying her music. Or, well, they might buy her, her music, but they may not go to her shows. You know well, what? No, for the interview portion, I want to piggyback on what you said, Tamara Ivy, because as a brand strategist, I really want to hear you talk about the opposite of what you want to do when you want to succeed in mm-hmm. this field. Right. Because social media is inescapable. Correct. And people talk. Oh, no. All I want to know. Lauren, I like. Lauren, go ahead. Oh yeah, Lauren got the same bug that bit Anita Baker. So I guess that Anita Baker's feeling herself also. But, but no, but Anita had one time. Lauren been doing this. Nothing pissed me off more than like on the show last week where I put up there where she said y'all are lucky that I'm even here. Yeah, I'm like, hey, that was the most disrespectful thing you could ever say. To anybody, yeah. the problem is, is that she knows her fan base, and and she knows what to do, what to say, and what she can get away with. It's just like an abusive relationship. You know who you know exactly what you can get away with, uh-huh. and and in this right here, she has a toxic abusive relationship with her fans because her fans are gonna uh-huh. still come out. They're gonna complain about it. They're gonna talk to their homeboys and their homegirls. Like, man, you know what? I'm so tired of this is happening. And then as soon as that phone rings again. Yeah, baby, I'm coming back over. That's what yeah, yeah, that's what they're doing. And, and you know, I'm 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 thinking, what promoter 
in their right, right mind would take this <laughs> would, would, would take, would take, this would, would take that gamble because you know lauren when you have a, an album that is so iconic right that it's like it's shot into space it is a masterpiece now. you know what i mean it's shot into space like the aliens are going to hear miseducational lauren hill right but so she's going to be commanding six figures for a concert who's going to take that risk when half of the people that show up are going to ask for their money back but every single time it happens though her shows are still sold out so they're like they know the fans are going to still do it because they're going to probably well maybe maybe this is the one time i'm not going to get cheated on maybe this is the one time you actually going to tell me the truth and not going to do it and shit, there you go again I got yeah. one thing to say before we move on. L Boogie, L Boogie, if you listening, how you gonna win when you ain't right within? To quote Sherry Shepherd. That's all I'm saying. That's a that's a judo move right Oof. there. You use you use her own karate against her. I ain't scared of Lauren Hill. I'm taller than her. <laughs> and I can fight. I am. I got friends. I do. Move on, move on, you, D-Ray. You know, you know exactly what I'm thinking. That is funny. One word, condiments. Moving Lord, on. You know what? Moving on, just moving on. On what site, on site. Okay, we Let's, we need to talk about Candy Ass Owen Them. That's my nickname for her because it's personal. There we, okay, there we oh, go. hell, God dang. Show my cartoon. <laughs> Show my cartoon. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Breaking news from Faux News. Candy ass owned by them. Yeah, that's going to become a cartoon. I'm going to animate that next time. I'm actually going to put that in motion. Um, so here's the deal. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, mother of... Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, damn. No. I'm like, what the mother of the damn... What the teletubbies or something? Who the hell is that? You know you don't Mother remember Monty Ewoks Cheese? Though. You don't remember Monty Cheese? <laughs> I, okay, I there was a bear, look, man. Look, look, okay, right here. Split screen. Kick. Back. Do it again. <laughs> I didn't know it was a bear. I didn't know it was, that it was an animated cartoon. Now, oh, yeah, D-Ray I mean, and I have decided that um, Candace Owens is related to Monty Cheese. You cannot tell me that her, Azalea Banks, Banks, Candace Owens, and Monty Cheese are triplets. I think they are related and I'm I'm a die on that heel saying that. So okay, here's the deal. Allegedly, um, among the people she came after recently, because she's talked about everything from uh, black folks in general, mm-hmm. disabled people, Lizzo. Um, I do hate that outfit though. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I do. I love Lizzo. I love Lizzo. I just I do not like that outfit. But um, anyway. She's come after um, so many people. And recently she came after friend to the show, Gwen DeVoe and shots fired. That's like mother for me. So I'm like, oh, it's personal now, bitch. I'm drawing you. So that's why we put her in the lineup. But I wanted to ask you, Tamara, um, because yeah, could take the high road and ignore her. We know what she's doing. We know that this is all to get ratings that she's pulling an Omarosa. But what, what exactly was said? Um, she basically used full-figured fashion week 
which for those not in the know, Full Figure Fashion Week was a a epic event held in New York City and it mm-hmm. branched out from worldwide mm-hmm. for a full-figured model community, which on all honesty would just be not just full-figure beauties, but just women, period, because most of us are not a size two or mm-hmm. zero. So this was for all of us. And it was, a, anyway, the point is, Candace, for reasons I don't know why, showed footage on her show to mm-hmm. make a point that this is what it, this is what unhealthy looks like. Mm-hmm. It's for a cosmopolitan model. Mm-hmm. There was a full figure woman on the cover of Cosmopolitan, and she took um, umbrage with that. Um, she made she's made fun of Lizzo several times, and the fans dragged her. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's become a routine now. Like it's it's something where there's blood in the water, mm-hmm. like a predator. Mm-hmm. She's going to keep, you know, going for it because if that's what gets her views. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who she comes after. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm personally not offended. I- I'm going, you know, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to wonder the level of self-hate because mm-hmm. only no person who's not hurting would. I- I'm sorry, even if your business is being sensational, sensationalism like Fox News does, there's still a point where it comes off like self-hate and mm-hmm. bitterness. It depends with, with Candace, you know, every topic varies, you know, sometimes she hits it on the nail and then, you know, sometimes she hits home, you ah. know, and then, you know, I respect that, you know, as, as, as a community, I don't want to say the color because that's, that's, uh, you know, everybody, we just want, right. As people, you know, we're supposed to, you know, enrich each other in proper knowledge about health and, you know, finance and all these things. And these are conversations that are taboo in our community. And we kind of stray away from, we go to influencers for those types of information. And it's like, we don't talk amongst ourselves to rationalize and, you know. So with that being said, you know, it segues into, you know, my career when I was working at a plus size brand, you know, and for me to be working at a brand for, you know, almost 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm I'm helping push the plus agenda, you know? And, you know, if you guys know metrics, 67% of, you know, American women are plus size and she skews over into size 14. Um, so when you have these numbers, and if it's 67% and there's 100% and, you know, 67% of American women are plus size women, that means we are the majority. And it's not a healthy majority. It really isn't. You know, you have so many gyms, Weight Watchers, Lucille Roberts, all these things telling us to lose weight now, asking how and all this stuff. And then we fight with eating disorders and all these things. So, you know, we just had a couple of, you know, plus size women pass away the other day for for health issues, a heart attack and another heart issue, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Samantha Levy and then Brandy two nights rest ago. Rest in peace. Rest you in know, peace. rest in peace to our sisters. And then, you know, uh, Erica Watts back in during the pandemic, you know, being taken advantage of um, of a man scamming her of her, you know, whatever. We don't we never even found out of what happened to Erica Watson. 
Shout out to my mentor and my boo. They're in the building. <laughs> I didn't know everybody was joining in. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was, I'm loving yeah. it. I'm loving it. You're dropping <laughs> knowledge. I'm sitting here taking notes yeah. like, preach, sister. Preach, preach. Yeah, so, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, for me per se, I started my health journey in 2016. My father was ill. A lot of people didn't know that. And then 2016, if you do the math, 2016, he had a stroke in 2008, but 2016 is when it really got bad. And then my mom, she was suffering as well, you know, from diabetes that she didn't take care of. She didn't know, you know, um, and as a Caribbean woman, you know, she just was doing everything. Just say, I don't care. Just throw the starch on, throw the sugar on, and then I'm living my life, you know? People and of color. Yes. My mother was the Ashley Stewart woman. So when I took on the role of being the spokesperson for the brand, it was with the mindset of, you know, I'm fighting for women like my mother. You understand? So while I'm having fun, happy, you know, living my life and everything, I'm gaining weight, gaining weight. I'm on the road, you know, in LA and then I'm limping and I had no idea I was limping. And that moment I, I decided to take my life back. Nobody knew that I went on a health journey. I lost weight 2018. I dropped all the weight. I was almost 300 pounds and then I dropped down to like 220. Wow. And it was just constant. Bravo, bravo. Thank I you. I did keto for the three years. And then for two years of the three years, I didn't go to the gym. And then I went back to the gym in 2018, 19. That's when I did Zumba very hard. And I'm bringing up all of this to say, you know, uh, you know, what Candace is saying, you know, she's just deliver her delivery is harsh. You know, she, we don't, know, we don't know her story. We don't know. I don't really care to know sometimes, but sometimes she hits certain things home or on the nail. And for me, the, the, the talk about, you know, Ozempic, people are dying on Ozempic now, you know, and all okay. these different weight loss things, you know, and it's like, nobody wants to take the time to do the homework and eat an alkaline diet or stick to, you know, a, a diet that represents who they are. You know, everybody wants to compare, well, what you doing and what you, and, and then it becomes a competition, you know? And that's why when you're doing like life changes with food, you know, you keep it to yourself and it's just something that you keep personal. But with the 67% of plus size of American women being plus size, this is, and this number has not changed. Um, within the, since I've been at Ashley Stewart, I just checked this number the other day. Uh, you know, this is something that we as Americans have to pay attention to. There's foods that are banned here that are not that that are banned in the Europe in Europe and in other countries, and they're not banned in the, in the U.S. So these are things that we have to take into consideration when you know people are speaking that that really respond back to them, but. Think about what she's saying and process it because if we do not get a grip of our community holistically in a healthier way, we're going to lose a lot of our favorite people. Can I just um, give you a hand really quick? I absolutely love your response. You. That was even better than I thought. And we got to, let's do this. Well, we're gonna, we have to say, play our blast artists, but right. when yeah, we come gonna, back, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, D-Ray. No, 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 no. I was going to say, really, while I, I appreciate everything Miss Ivy just said, uh, Loves for it. Candace, for Candace, Candace and the people that pull her strings have had mm -hmm. a problem with Lizzo ever since Lizzo picked up George, uh, Thomas Jefferson's flute 
and mm-hmm. had the audacity to not only play that flute, but play it well. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where it started. So wow. That's really where the, all of this conservative attack on Lizzo started. So mm-hmm. while, yeah, Candace may hit on some issues every now and then, it's almost like giving someone water in a poison, uh, a poison cup, right? It's like you can't trust the cup, you can't trust the messenger. And so it's really not that deep with her. It really is Lizzo is an easy target. Correct. Oh, I gotta, Correct. Just, just let me just say one thing. Why is it that, and, and, and it's just me from like observation, are there no fat white people or fat white men or fat Republicans or fat whatever? Because well, every, everyone that, that they talk about is always a fat or a plus size something female. <laughs> I'm going to mention one that y'all thought y'all probably didn't even think about. Bill Gates. Okay. Bill Gates. Um, I think I forgot the, the podcaster's name, but Bill Rogan, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but he's bald. Uh, Seth, he's very muscular. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I know, I know Rogan. Like, I know you're talking about that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they cannot stand Bill Gates. And he yeah. said, he said, dude, you own half of the farm now. Now listen to where I'm going with this. You own half of the farmland and seeding products that go along with what we need on a daily basis. Then you're also uh, creating this chemical to go on top of foods, on fruits and vegetables and things of that nature, right? He's plus size. Mm -hmm. He's plus size, okay? For us to, for him to be a billionaire, for him to, you know, almost every billionaire that we've ever grew up on, right? They they were the epitome of health, including Bruce Bruce Jenner, who's now Caitlyn Jenner. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we grew up on the Wheaties boxes and athletes and things like that. This is what we Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, physique, Suzanne Summers, uh, all of them, Jane Fonda, all of this workout, workout, exercise, Weight Watchers, and good all point. Of it is what we were, yeah. 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 So for him to be, you know, so wealthy. And then in every interview, he's sitting down. We never see him standing up with his wife. And then and then also be in, aligned with Jeffrey Epstein. It's just to say what, you know, like, it's just so disgusting that, you know, the world is letting him be the face of, you know, health, you know, and, and, and speak on the behalf of, you know, us. And it's, it's just so wrong. So, you know, for me, it's like, it's like he's the male Ashley Stewart, but angry, like at the world because he never was able to play in the sandbox with everybody. You know, that's, you know, that's what he gives. And it's just like, how dare you, you know, like try to attack people with the food. Like that's so like, that's so vile. I, so, okay, I know we got to do our blast stars. We're going to come back to that later. So um, D-Ray, you want to do the honors? Um, <clears throat> Absolutely. Our blast artist of our, well, I should say blast artist spotlight is LaDawn the Chameleon with Welcome to My Party here on Lena Unapologetic. Let's go. Lucky Chameleon. Donna Chameleon. <laughs> Welcome to my party. party. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 
Blastmusic247.com. If you are an independent artist or spoken word artist or even a stand-up comedian and you're ready to get your art out there, go to www.blastmusic247.com. Fill out a free profile and let's get your art out to the community. Blastmusic247.com. Changing the industry one artist at a time. Thank you. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the song. I want to say that I specifically requested that song because of you, Tamara, Oh um, yeah, because of nice. the Caribbean vibe. Yeah, so, I like that. That was very was, nice. Thank you. I was hoping you like it because I didn't know if you'd be like, I yeah. didn't get real Caribbean. I was like, I was like okay. You like it, huh? Mm-hmm. But, it was very, but, nice. But, very nice. So um, I want to lead into my first question because we're going to start our interview now. Uh, can we show a few pictures while we talk? Or we, we can we we can't do that now. Yeah, of course we can. Okay, if we can show a couple of pictures, that'd be great. Okay. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. As you can see, Assy Stewart's. Um, yeah. uh-huh. um, do you have, okay, so <laughs> as you're watching these photographs, um, I know that you have graced um, the inside of Essence Magazine mm-hmm. as well as Forbes Magazine. Yes. You are a certified blue check mark on Instagram where it matters. Yes, I'm talking about you. <laughs> Elon Muskie for ruined Twitter. So now the blue check marks don't matter. So where it does matter still, it matters. Ivy has a blue check mark. It matters. It so matters. put some respect on her social media, damn it. Um, there's so much I can say. Like I said, again, supermodel. Thank you. Social media influencer, brand strategist, 
But I want to start with where you got your start with modeling okay. and where you're from. All right. So I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, everybody knows me as Tamara Wilkinson. That's my maiden name. Uh, born and raised in Flatbush. My parents are from Grenada. I'm first generation American and I, you know, grew up in Flatbush. I went to Canarsie High School. Um, it, at the time, it was a performing arts high school. And my freshman year um, at Canarsie, I entered a pageant um, called Miss African American Talented Team. I won that pageant. And then from there, I won a modeling scholarship to Affiliate DeVore Modeling and Charm School. That was like the only, that was the only Black charm school in the world. And she's from South Carolina. And uh, yeah, Ophelia divorce. She also had a, a television station here in New York City. I sang on that station as well. Um, I graduated from her school and I still stayed with the school. Um, she got me auditions for The Bronx Tale. So me and Terrell Hicks were up against wow. that. But because I was so light, <laughs> I didn't get the role. Um, but it was a, a great experience to go to Tribeca and audition for a Bronx Tale. Uh, and, you know, Absolutely. It, it just kind of, you know, helped me try to figure out what I wanted to do. So, you know, I was at the Actors Theater Pro, uh, Workshop that, that, you know, that school is still kicking, but to this day, like they're in the, um, the Garment District on like 28th Street, right across from FIT. So I went there at like 11 to 12 years old. Well, 11 to 14. Wow. Yeah. Before I was a teenager. So I was there from 11 all the way to maybe maybe 10 to 14, right in into high school. So, you know, I'm I just impressed. Went, That's cool. Yeah, I was doing acting for a long time. And in, and in school, Canarsie, I went to Canarsie for performing arts. Um, I really loved my high school because, like, you know, we had a Caribbean club, we had a leadership club, and all this stuff. So I was a part of all of that. I was the manager of the basketball team. DJ Tommy Allen was my basketball coach. He's a very well-renowned DJ. Uh, rest in peace. He passed away a few years ago. Um, and, you know, that was also my manager for dance. So that's how I got into the dance industry. Yeah, was, I saw that. Okay. okay. Yeah, so he would be DJing at the Ritz or Palladium or Limelight. And then we, he would call us, our parents, and say, I'm going to take the girls to the city, like 14, 15, 16 years old. Um, opening up for like Dyes Effects. Big oh, wow. Run. Like, I mean, you know. That's cool as hell, man. Yeah. I had such a good time growing up in New York. Like, I really am a New York City kid, a turn adult, you know, like, I love my city, but I did live in Atlanta for five years. And then that's when I uh, got casted for the Get Low video. So, you know, when I, when I did that, I had a, I've done tons of videos and tours before that. But Get Low was the video that, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this video and then I'm going to move back home. I want a career, you know, I want to work in fashion. So that's what I did. I came back home and uh, worked for many different brands, many different brands. I don't know if you want me to pause or get into that, but, um, you know. I don't uh, mind. I mean, again, there's so many questions and I don't want to monopolize because the guys would like to probably chime in as well. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to say. I know that it, you did not start off a plus size model. No. So no. I, wanted- I was a I was a I was a straight size model. I was the fit model for FUBU since 1993. 
And then um, I, I, was, I got a professional job there. Shout out to um, Tyler Blue. She's watching as well. That's my, my other marketing mentor. Um, it's so funny. They're both Trinidadian. I love them. <laughs> I'm loving that. I'm, uh -huh. I'm here in Brooklyn when you talk. Yeah, but... yeah. I'm very Brooklyn. Don't listen. I'm very Brooklyn. But when I'm with my Caribbean family, like that's, you know, they, they Can I hear it. a little bit of that real quick? Can I hear the island talk? Can you? Um, it, it just happens. I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I put you on the spot. Yeah. My bad. My bad. See, you, see here's what you got to do. You just can't make it just come out, man. I can't. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. What you got to so do is you really got to, you really like got to, you really got to piss her off. I already know this. You yes. gotta kiss her off and make her mad. That's when it shows up. That's true too. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yes, so, yes, no. I'm not, I, I don't. At least not live. Yes. So, so I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. So I was a straight size model for a long time. I did a lot of community fashion shows and things like that before we had Brooklyn Fashion Week and all this stuff. I modeled for so Jewel Shannon. She's like a big. Um, she passed away too, but she was also a big um, swimwear designer for all the video models. Um, and then uh, she was also, her stuff was also featured in The Best Man on all, really? the, all the strippers and during the stripper scene on uh, Regina yeah. Hall, Lyris, they all had on Jewel Shannon design. So cool. she, would, she would make all the sexy, you know, um, shiny, uh, all the shiny outfits to match the guys in Harlem with their shiny suits. So, you know, that's, that was like my, my time, you know, and I did a lot of videos back then in the 90s. Um, I was a professional choreographer for Sean Paul, Wayne Wonder, Sasha. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh huh. Thank you. Wayne and Wonder. that was in um, that was either in Kenya, I think I can't remember, but it, it says it on the magazine. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean on the newspaper. But um, let me see. Oh, da, 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 da. Oh, Nairobi, Look, Kenya. Looking like yeah. a little kid, just yeah. adorable and. Thank you. That was in Kenya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been all around the world uh, so many different times. And I'm telling you, uh, you know, I, there's things about passports that I never even knew when I was traveling. Like, I didn't know that every time your passport book filled up, you got a new book extension. I never, I never knew that, you know. So as a kid, I was like 17, 18 with a, a, a two books already. But and, you knew it at a young age. Yes. You have people that I think a lot of us know who have barely been out of their city. Yes. And you were traveling the world at that yes. age. Since I, I was eight, eight years old, my mom, my mom, wow. you know, eight years old, I've been traveling. And now my, my little cousin, if you see me post her, she does it too, you know? So we, 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 it's just like something that is in our family. Like we love dancing, modeling, acting, but... You know, then I wanted to go into a professional career and teach because I, I saw that there was a deficit of talent in some of the video work and stuff like that. There was there was no more choreography. The girls didn't have to do much work. And that's when I left the industry with, you know, even though the casting and the Me Too, all this stuff was happening. I was kind of like dodging all those bullets. And, you know, I had my head on and I just didn't want to you know, be in those kind of situations. And that's part two. Yeah. I got I, questions popping in my head. Mm -hmm. and I don't want to ask. <laughs> yeah, I danced for Will Smith, getting jiggy with it. Um, that was wow. one of, yeah, that was one of the best videos I ever did in my life. Uh Hype Williams directed Hi. that. And, you know, got paid on the spot. June Ambrose, you know, uh 
design out clothes. She was a stylist. June Ambrose. June yeah, I know that name. Okay. You well, June Ambrose, Roger McKenzie, Eric Archibald. They were all who are big stylists now. They were all the stylists on the set that day. Um, so, you know, I've been around and I said, you know what? I want to work in corporate where I can put these skills, you know, in corporate. So once I got the job at uh, FUBU, you know, I, I love that job. So I was like, that's the kind of dream job that I want. So when I came back to New York, that was the focus. So the first job was at Hardy. I was, you know, they didn't have a corporate office per se. Corporate was in LA and, and they believed in, you know, bringing us back to LA to get training and, you know, how to, you know, talk about the brand and, you know, meet Ed Hardy, meet Christian and, you know, all this stuff. And we would, he would fly us back and forth to LA to, you know, be manager trained. And then all the top managers would have to train all the new managers or, you know, so I was a top manager a top uh, MOD, uh, that's what we called it, but uh, sales generation, visuals, and you know, if you came to New York and you purchased uh, at, at Hardy, you came to any one of the stores that I, I managed. Before I ask questions, I wanna ask the guys if they wanna chime in. Chief Rocker, D-Ray, do you guys have, cause I have a list, but um, I would like to invite you all if you wanted to. Yeah, I just want, um, um, I know, of a lot of, you can call them agencies or whatever that are violent agencies. And I know that it's a lot of people, both male, female, that are trying to get into modeling and mm -hmm. they're, you know, following all of these sites of programs that are out there. Mm -hmm. um, can you just give them some advice on what to look for for something that is a legitimate? talent agency that is looking mm -hmm. for models. Definitely. Definitely. So right now, uh, with the, the with the state of the world, everything's social media, always ensure that they have social media and they also have a website. And mm -hmm. if their models are getting booking, so you can go on the actual websites and look at any of their models. And also if you have models that you like you know go and see what agencies they are represented by them you know that who represents them and then see what type of bookings that they're getting if it's national or if it's you know local you know um local that means that agents are really not doing anything for that client um that model but mm. if, if they're doing like uh Fabletics, uh, you know, Miele skincare, any type of ad, any working for any brand, you know, because that's the state of the world today. If you're working for Macy's, if you're working for, you know, all these types of brands that have an e-com and, and some brick and mortar, it depends. But if some companies just have a great e-com presence. So, you know, it depends on the, the, the type of brand and things like that, so the visibility and you know where you're seeing the placement of this particular model so i know personally back in the days where we we just used to market ourselves you know and that's it now today you don't have to just market yourselves what you can do is you know market other brands within who you are in your lifestyle mm. and then you know that's how you show the brand that you're worth you know but i'm worth the booking Powerful advice. Mm -hmm. I love that. I don't. If, if anyone's listening, and um, you know someone wanting to get to the industry, I really hope you heard what Tamara just said because she just dropped some wisdom on us. Um, 
I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So my question would be, you know, because this is my first time meeting you mm -hmm. and listening to your story, you, you, you remind me of when I first started out in the music industry, there was a way that we had to operate. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You, you learn from a mentor, you learn mm -hmm. your craft, and mm -hmm. you had to do the work, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But nowadays, here we are some 20 some years later, 30 some years later, you got people that all they do is get naked on Instagram and they call themselves a model. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion? Ooh, and this, is, this, is a, this is a two part question. What is your opinion on those who just think that their only talent is getting naked? That's number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, those women who risk their lives for body enhancements to look like what God gave you. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Good Ooh. question. Juicy. Yes. So, yeah. All right. So, the first part, okay. So, the first part, because that second one just blew my mind. I wasn't ready for that. But, uh, <laughs> I think women misinterpret, like for me, per se, um, I think they misinterpret nudity or somebody showing a little bit. And then they miss the articles. They miss the great moments. They miss, you know, you know, it's like when you have been featured in like Forbes, Essence, Refinery29, 17, if, you know, if these are, if these are places that you've been featured in for your, you know, for your body, that's fine. Which you have. Thank you. That's fine. You know, but there's a reason for that, right? It's not in just those magazines because she has a body, but you want to look like this. This is the aspiration. This is how you go. Now, back to like the second part of your question. Again, I, I, I go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when I was plus size, I knew, I said, you know what? I'm just going to turn this fat into muscle. I'm just going to, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep this part and this part. I think it was Jennifer Hudson who said, I love my curves, but I don't, I don't want to be too skinny. So when I heard her say that, I said, that stuck in my head. And right now, that's how I feel. You know, I want to be curvy. I love being curvy. I do not want to change that, but I want to change, you know, my health, my lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? My eating habits so I can keep certain parts. And, and, and when I do go to the gym, you know, I can work those parts out extra. I don't understand. I know some people are not born a certain way or a certain aesthetic, but, uh, you know, they never gave them gave, gave their body a try, you know, a, a shot. You know, like once you get over 35, you know, your your metal metabolism slows down. Really 25, but, you know, it depends on who you are. But I think for me, mine slowed down around 34, 35. And, you know, I feel like, you know, when you're not in tune with who you are, you lose yourself and it's like, oh, I'm gonna take the easy way out because I have the money and I want to spend it and all of that. I just think that people, we just don't think things through. We don't process it properly and give our bodies enough time to say, you know what? I, or give ourselves the accolades to say, I could do it. I'm gonna work out and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. Some people just don't, women, you know, they just don't want to do it. And I mean, the next two times just got lipo. You know, men do it too. But they don't, you know they yeah. don't, they don't glorify it the way 
that women do. You know, women are doing it to take pictures and pose. And, you know, <clears throat> back in the days, women who did, you know, their bodies were prostitutes and high paid call girls. And, that, and then transvestites, we used to call them transvestites before we called them transgendered. You know, right. and, and the transvestites went through the entire surgery, you know, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, it's, it's just so weird how, you know, now women are going to go get their bodies done, losing their lives, you know, and using the Instagram as an excuse to reel in men and then they're losing their lives to that as opposed wow. to being on the app and marketing themselves properly, you know, and mm. that's that's what I can't take, you know, and I, it's just unfortunate that, you know, people see that this is happening and then, you know, they might come by my page and, you know, they, oh, okay, you know, but you got to get into the person like we're doing now and have some type of dialogue so you understand that there's something upstairs, you know, and, you know, it, the conversation is going to be, not going to be, well, and, you know, and. Yes, ma'am. You know, like, you know, I went to, again, I went to charm school. So, you know, all of these things also help in my development as a woman, you know, so. I love that. I, Thank you. I, Thank I, you for that. Um, I tell you, I'm sorry, do you have another part? No, no, no. I, I, I have to, um, a little quick emergency, but um, so I'm gonna have to bow out for a second. But thank you for that answer, and um, you're welcome. I, I appreciate that. So. That was a good question. I love the response. Thank so um, I actually have quite a few to ask, um, and I wrote them down because I was like, Ugh, I'm not gonna be able to remember how to say all of this, um, at least while we're in the moment. Um, how do I say this? What would you say has been the highlight? of your career thus far? That Let's start off with that question. Hmm. I want to say that. I know, and you've done so much, but I just, <laughs> say, like you, the pinnacle. Oh the pinnacle, man, the I don't even know. Far. I don't even know. There's so many things. Um, Do you have that one where that, let me let me change it then. Okay. What was I, the moment? I can okay. I do it each, each time, each Absolutely. Each, okay. Yes, so, uh, as a kid, uh, starring in a Cornell University film for peer pressure, uh, then winning the pageant, then being, you know, able to travel the world. Um, I've been to Africa seven different times. Wow. J Japan two times, Europe four different times to the same places. Um, wow. I'm blown away. <laughs> And then coming home and doing exactly what I said I wanted to do. Uh, and now, you know, there's a lot that I'm working on. It's just that the, the pieces are just, it's taking a while, which is fine. Um, because I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not one of those people that focus on age and focus on, you know, numbers and getting up there and stuff like that. Cause yeah. I know, you know, I know God put me here to do something, you know, so I know that I have time. So, you know, these, these stories are not happening because they're just there for life, you know, pictures. It's happening for some reason, you know? So, um, and then working at the jobs that I said I wanted to do, work at and have the careers that I had, you know, and learning how to, um, you know, navigate uh, in corporate America because 
you know, it's very hard for, you know, women of color and people of color in general, uh, because we're supposed to be the minority, but almost everything is, you know, based on our lifestyle, you know, the way we dress, all, all the algorithms is based off of us. You know, black women, right. are, black women are the 75% shopping. We are a nation of consumers with that yes. question. We yes. are the, the purse holders, you know, 75% is again, a large number. And, you know, you have the ultimate women's expo that has an expo catered to women. Uh, and every, it's all things in your home. You know, all these different brands. So we get to see these brands on, a, you know, on the world, on the, in the world. And we are the ones that make the difference in the home. So for me, like all those things that I've done, um, I think that I've accomplished a lot, but I know there's more to do. Um, and I have some things lined up for 2024 that I'm working with my previous C CEO on. So I'm pretty excited, you know, like, I just know it's going to be a, another burst of something. Um, I'm going through a transition, you know, so I got divorced. It's two years now. <coughs> a lot of people don't know that, you know, uh, that I went through a divorce and stuff like that. Everybody's like, oh, she's just happy and all, you know, I remember I somebody, didn't know. <laughs> I remember somebody like, oh, you know, you don't look like what you've been through. I was like, girl, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but, um, Man, let me just say this as somebody you know, who's divorced people, well, it doesn't break everybody. Yeah, <laughs> people's perception of life to me is just weird. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that, you know, when it comes to your birthday, for me, I don't like to always say happy birthday and do this, the, 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 you know, the cake and all of that. I just like to yeah. be, you know, because, you know, I don't add numbers or, you know, it's just a spiritual thing. I'm just not into that. But I celebrate my, you know, my birthday, you know what I mean? But in a different kind of way. I'm not a cake and candy type of girl when it comes to that. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I had another one, but before I go, Chief Rocker, did you mm -hmm. want to say something? Because I don't want to monopolize. Oh, no, I'm just uh, sitting here listening and just taking in. It's fascinating. Like I said, this, this is my first time meeting her. So I'm just learning. I'm just learning about it. Yeah. Let me tell you how we met really quick. I don't know if you remember this, but Tamara, it was Full Figure Fashion Week 2015, I think mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. And um, Sharon Quinn, who is another um, supermodel and reality TV star, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I would say a living icon in the in the fashion business. Yes. Um, some of y'all might even remember her from Monique's show, Monique's Fat Chance. Yes. That's where I met her in Chicago. Mm -hmm. She met me there, remembered my artwork, and asked me if I wanted to be part of Full Figure Fashion Week. I didn't realize quite how, I didn't realize how big the event was. So at first, I didn't turn it down. I was like, I don't know. Until Tiffany Jones, I don't know if you know her, Tip Jones. Mm -hmm. um, uh, she's just another reality TV star. Anyway, she's like, Lena, uh, you don't pass up Gwen DeVoe. You don't right. pass Sharon Quinn, Full Figure Fashion Week will change your life, and it did. It is Tamara I have to thank for getting me into Rock the Block and Ashley Stewart. Mm -hmm. We met on the yacht at Full Figure Fashion Week, and actually, you were getting dressed. I walked in, and I came in 
I want full on country bumpkin energy. Like, golly, look at this big old boat. <laughs> oh, I ain't never been to New York City and uh-huh. see all these fancy people. And she's like, who are you? Why are you in here? So all people <laughs> over here. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. And then I asked you, what did you do? I, I had no idea. I was a rube. I was a rube. But I've got to tell you guys, um, as you know, it was life-changing for me in many ways. Um, even though I'm not a fashion person, that connection, you know, love you guys for life. Yeah. So um, that's how love we did. And thank you for that. Um, yeah. Really quick about Assy Stewart since I brought that up. Because for those not in the know, Assy Stewart, in my opinion, I would say is the premier plus size fashion brand, no disrespect to Lane Bryant or Torrid or any of the other names. It's kind of the, it's my favorite, you know, personally. And so I know you worked with that company along with um, Gina and um, I'm, oh God, I'm getting a few of the people that I, I met. That's okay. That's but, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I blanked for a second, but um, you know, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to work with such a such a world-renowned, popular brand? If you're yeah. a good woman, you know Ashley Stewart. Yes, um, it was it was a time. You know, I thought I was going to only be there for like five years. It ended up almost being ten years, and Whoa. you know, we all there were so many people there that you know I think wanted to give up when we came because when we came in 2012, uh, it was the third bankruptcy. Wow. And um, third bankruptcy. Third bankruptcy. James Reed came in and I was holding down the reception because we were like tight and nimble on team and all the assistant buyers at the time we would have to take, you know, turns uh, answering the, the, the phones uh, Monday through Friday. So like maybe an hour from our lunch or something like that. It was like six of us, so we all were able to rotate once a week. Uh, and James walked in and I was like, hi, do you need any help? And he was like, no, I'm fine. And I was like, okay, well, my name is Tamara. And uh, if you need anything, uh, I'll be here. And that was it. I didn't even know he was getting ready to fire half of everybody in the building. Wow. That's like some of a TV show. Uh-huh. And then... He, you know, I got upstairs and I just saw people like just cussing and upset because they were losing their job. And it was like people that were taking advantage of the brand, people that, you know, you know, things we found out later on, you know, you guys do not know, but the behind the scenes of what happens with some of these companies where you hear these stories and it's like, you know, our story is public. So everybody kind of knows, but you had uh see well you know manage upper management that were getting large salaries and you know the stores weren't making that much money i mean uh in salaries uh and we could have been making a lot of money but they were spending so much money in opening stores at one time we probably had like 400 stores i know here in charlotte where i am at one point we had three locations in the 90s yeah i, I visited all three now yep. My knowledge is only one. Yep, and and we started, we opened in the first store, opened in downtown Brooklyn in 1991. My mother went there the first week they opened, the Saturday they opened. 
we would have to stay in the store with her um, while she tried on every piece of linen, every piece of pizza, <laughs> and every piece of satin or whatever fur, okay? And when I got to Ashley Stewart, that was the moniker of the storytelling for, you know, the, the, the consumer we were targeting because my mother was known as the diva. And this is, this is when she came into the store, that's what they used to call her. You know, oh, cool. and then, cool. it, then it became a thing. And then it became, then it started spreading and spreading and spreading. And then, you know, again, then you have Ashley Stewart, the diva, diva dollars and all of that. So I felt very connected to Ashley because of these things. So, um, you know, when we did Love Your Curves tour, that was, that was another highlight of my career mm. for three years. Finding that, Ashley, that two well, years. Well, we met you during um, the the, the 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 transition from Love Your Curves to Finding Ashley, we had Rock the Block. So Rock the Block was the indoor barbecue in Brooklyn. And then after that, we wanted to empower our consumer and give her the opportunity to be like me for a year, where they get the clothing allowance, they get to travel, represent the brand, speak on behalf of the brand. I They work with me for a year. And that's where Finding Ashley Stewart came about. So, you know, we had Teresa Larson and then we had Tiffany uh, Flamer and then we had Adelia Edwards as the, the top winner. So um, then we had other uh, contests, True Model Management. We signed uh, Veronica Pomee. She's um, from Hawaii, seven foot tall. Um, she won one Whoa. of the contests and she she's doing well in plus size as well. You know, Ashley Stewart is a staple for a lot of these plus size women. Yes, and, and Full Figure Fashion Week was the home for influencers. This is where Miss it. Yeah. Gwen created that that whole moniker uh, of influential people and, you know, purchasing and speaking about it in a video. And Gwen created those safe spaces for, for plus size women because we had nowhere to go. You know, I, I, I know we went into that during her interview, but I'm glad you brought that up because I don't, I think time will tell how much of an impact that had. Right. I mean, those of us in the know or even on the peripheral, we get it. But I think that in time, like, we're going to really see, and by we, I mean, like, pop culture. We'll right. see how influential... Right. Um, how much of a game changer full figure fashion week is. Okay, so here's the deal, because I, I know that we're running out of time. Mm -hmm. And um and I I gotta tell you, and I mean this from my heart, I could just ask you questions. <laughs> I wanna come to your TED talk. Okay. I need you to write a book. Yeah. But so I have to ask this because this is one of the things I wanna know. It's uh -huh. a brand strategy, right? Uh-huh. How did you get into the social media influencing? Um, because let me be clear. There's being on Instagram and being on TikTok and being on Facebook and having followers. Mm -hmm. And there's being a social media influencer. Correct. Do you mind giving yeah. us a quick explanation of yep. the difference what happened. How between happen. the actual influencer yeah. as well as a brand strategist and my last question with that, if you don't mind, is do you have any advice for anyone who is trying to build a brand like your own Tamara Ivy do's and don'ts of what to do 
and what you should not do because i already heard you mention have a website so. yeah yeah ivystyles.com right there um <laughs> so pretty much um when i was at ashley stewart uh james you know i used to come in with outfits from bb fashion to figure and stuff like that and he was like you know why don't we, you know, have Tamara do a video and, you know, send a text to everybody? Because everybody, this is when the phone thing where everybody started being on their phone. Right, so, right, right. So he, we went, we took some uh, budget from our um, customer retention uh, program or, you know, our CRM database. And we used that database to send a text of me saying, Happy New Year. Make sure you visit us. Da, 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 da. And it was just like, a couple of lines. It went to 10,000 women via text. And then every oh. woman for Black Friday brought that in and was like, I want this outfit with their phone. Wow. I want That's the jacket, the pants, the, the and that was the, that was the second video. But the first video was, you know, like, you know, just saying that this dress is coming. We had to go into the industry, get the dress so that way once we made the dress we had it in the, in the in inventory so that was the first that was in 2014 and from then on you know working on the pink couch and doing all the interviews and things like that and really honing in on retail because it's a lot of campaign work and all these different strategies that goes into building the concept of social media understanding algorithm working with facebook looking at your insights daily all these different things are, are are is what makes you a strategist so you have mm. you know you have to work off of a calendar you have to see what's going on on social holidays and things like that and if you're looking to be an influencer you know you can visit me and ask me uh you know we can set up a consultation at ivystyles.com submit to me and i can you know advise on how you can become an influencer but here um just a little tidbit you know believe in yourself believe in yourself know that you can do it um and you know work it takes time you know and everything you do is content oh i love that wow wow okay i, <laughs> I don't it, if you know you know if you don't know she just again she's dropping gems um the replay will show because i know folks are gonna like if you miss it the first time they're going to want to check this out. This was a powerful interview. Thank you. I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be good. Thank but you all so much for having me. Thank you for, for coming. I Unfortunately, D-Ray, um, you know, we're family people here. So yes. take care of, got to take care of. Of but course. I would like to say thank you on behalf of all of us for yes. coming to the show. Uh, Chief Rocker, you want to say anything before we land the plane? Hey, I'm, I'm, I just appreciate everything you know i like people that Thank make you. their own lanes and and i think that like you you both took advantage of you know the like things that were offered to you and you decided hey you know i'm gonna make my own damn lane you know I mean, right there you, you build it you that's you it. make it that's and i right. appreciate people that do that so thank you, know, you yeah thank you for showing up thank you for showing oh, up Tamara, another time I'm going to ask you questions because I still want to talk to you about one ex in the city. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> stay tuned for that. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. We, we stay got tuned. more. I got more coming up, but trust me, 
if they follow me on, on my Instagram, they'll see I'm doing everything in breadcrumbs and some things are in the hashtags. But, you know, follow me on uh, Instagram. I am Tamara, I'm Tamara Ivy and then ivystyles.com to, you know, figure me out. Are you on TikTok as well? I'm on TikTok, same thing. I am Tamara Ivy as well. Everywhere, okay. Tamara Ivy. Can't find All right. me. I love Google it. Me and you'll find me. <laughs> I'm also going to tag you so we can put those, um, your social medias on there as well. All right. So awesome. On that note, we're going to go ahead and say goodnight. So thank you to all who tuned in. Thank you to my guest, the lovely Tamara Ivy. I learned so much. I really did. And I still have questions. But um, thanks for tuning in. Expect the unexpected. Alina Unapologetic. And good night. Right now, I'm talking right now to Tamara. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? I'm gonna end this, ending it right now.